on another episode of Soothing Semantics. I'm your host, Rafi Pinsky. Make sure to subscribe, smash the like button, leave your comments, and uh, make sure to follow Rafi the Realtor on Instagram for any of your real estate needs, whether you're looking to buy, sell, invest, or rent anywhere in the South Florida area. Make sure to send me a DM or get in contact with me however you'd like to. Okay, there are a multitude of ways I'm sure you can figure it out. Today, we have David Behar on the show. Hey, Rafi. How's it going, man? Thank long, you for having me. Long time no see. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so David is a native Floridian, now lives in New York. I split my time. You split your time. 50-50. Okay, that's cool. And, <laughs> and now you moved to New York for work, right? So give us like a quick rundown. Yeah, so um, outside of my involvement in the Miami Safari Club, I'm a CPA. I work in the mergers and acquisitions industry. I took a new job uh, in New York, uh, which required me to go back there. So I moved in November 1st, um, but since then I've, I've really been 50-50. I'll spend a month in New York. Uh, thank God I have a lot of flexibility to come back down whenever I want. So it's been half and half. That's awesome. Yeah. Okay. You, you're cool with the cold? Yeah, actually, am actually. Yeah, yeah. Awesome. it's nice. It's best of both worlds, really. Like you get like the hustle and bustle of New York, the good people there. Um, but whenever I'm in the mood to relax, I just fly back home, hang out with my family, go to the beach, etc. So I, I actually want to live my life like this, you know, for the next few years. Cool. Yeah, yeah. it's 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 nice to have both. I, yeah. I grew up in New York, so I know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so for whoever doesn't know, there is a brand new Netflix show that came out called Jewish Matchmaking. And uh, David is one of the stars on the show. He actually brings the drama to the show, which makes it because <laughs> everybody else is pretty cookie cutter. They're very, um, you know, non-confrontational Jews for the most part. He's been on the show, and David decided to bring some of the some of the fun and the action to it. Yeah. So uh, David went on a date with this girl named Danny, and they had quite an interesting quite an interesting time. So we're going to go into that a little bit. Uh, what I also wanted to mention is David started. A, an organization called the Miami Safari Club. So, no Ashkenazis allowed. Only, only maybe, maybe a sprinkle. But that's not true. That's not true. <laughs> <laughs> so, so we're gonna go into this. So, the Safari Club brings different Sephardic Jews together, all kinds of of different events. Yeah, you do dinners. You do all different kinds of parties. Yeah, and it's something you've been doing for for what two years? Two years. Uh, pretty much two years on the dot. Uh, started it right at the end of the pandemic in Miami when everything was going crazy here. Um, you know, uh, it was, I started it out of need. I always say that we didn't have any young organization for Sephardic Jews. And, um, I was so used to hanging out in New York with Persians, Syrians, etc. I brought the same type of community to Florida. Um, and that's what we did. Uh, and thank God we've had a huge impact on our community these last two years. Um, a lot of people are very grateful for it. I'm very grateful for it and I'm excited. I'm very excited to see where it goes. That's awesome, man. Yeah. I, I, I enjoyed the, the one that I went to as well. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cause like I'm, I'm Ashkenazi for my mom. Mm. I, I, you probably don't know. My dad's not Jewish, but, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I know. I know. Yeah. We, t we talked about it. So yeah. I'm pretty much like a, a Sephardi at heart though. Like most of my <laughs> friends are Sephardi and I'm very Sephardi oriented. Anyway, yeah. yeah. So, um, I'm probably gonna end up marrying a Sephardi girl, most likely. I'll just, find you one. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Cool. That's probably what's gonna happen. We do matchmaking, so yeah, I'll find you one. Nice dude. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but she has to be. She if she's not from Florida, she has to be willing to move here. I'm not. I'm not going. Easy. Back. That's an easy I'm not, sell. I'm not going back to New York. That's an easy sell. For sure. Sounds good. Easy. Yeah. I'm confident. I'll. I'm confident. <laughs> I'll find her. But if. But if you have anybody in mind, great. So, without further ado, 
give us a little bit of an idea of how you got onto this Netflix show in the first place. How did you, how did you land it? Honestly, all from God. <laughs> I'm all, I'm very spiritual. Um, I, I, I've told people a few times this, uh, this is not even something that I asked for. I wasn't looking to get on camera, um, ever, uh, pretty much out of the blue. Um, Aliza, the matchmaker reached out to me, uh, through text, through WhatsApp. Um, I had, I had created maybe like two months before an online dating profile on a website called saw you at Sinai. Oh, I've heard of it. I was fresh out of a breakup. I was like, I got to meet my new wife, whatever. I got to meet, meet another girl, uh, created this profile, never used it once. Uh, but two months later, Aliza, um, she reaches out and she goes, David, I have a great girl for you. I'm a matchmaker located in Israel. Uh, but sh she's like, here's the catch. This is going to be on a Netflix show. Um, Jewish matchmaking. She sends me the article kind of like to verify that this is a real thing going on. And, uh, you know, at first it's funny. No one ever approached me with these opportunities to get on TV. So I really, I thought about it for like, maybe for like the first three minutes, I was like, I was like, I don't think I'm going to do this. this oh, you is, were, he you were hesitant. In the I was hesitant at first. I was like, I don't think I'm going to do this. Um, at this time I was living at home with my parents. I lived there for two years mm -hmm. during the pandemic and, um, thought about it for two minutes, but all of a sudden I just, it, I like flipped a switch in my head. I was like, you know what? I think I'm going to do it. I think this is great. Um, it sounds like an exciting opportunity. And I remember when I, uh, went out into my kitchen, both of my parents were so, we were very tight. Uh, so I, I used to have breakfast with them every morning, uh, mm -hmm. and I would work from home. Um, I said, mom and dad, guess what? Um, Netflix wants me to get on a show. Both of their jaws dropped. It was like one of those things, like it doesn't really happen very often. Um, I told Aliza yes that day. Um, and then there was a whole kind of like uh, vetting process that Netflix goes through. Um, you know, I had to go through a mental evaluation. I had to have a short interview with the producers. They loved me. Uh, right away and it was it was pretty seamless, but it, it was a few weeks of paperwork interviews stuff like that uh, Before I was brought on board officially Interesting it's just, it's just interesting that you were initially apprehensive and then you said fuck it I'll do it one of the things that stuck out to Lisa about me um, I could tell from That first conversation with her was she saw my my online dating profile had like one sentence about me It literally had nothing mm -hmm. I probably put like two or three pictures of me um, But one thing that it said is that I lead the Miami Sephardic Club and I think that kind of appealed to her to begin with um, you know, definitely I'm someone who is already known in the, the Miami community uh, for what I was doing. And I, I, I think that that was one of the things that she liked about me. Uh, but also, um, you know, in learning about Danny and everything like that, I do think that she also saw some personality uh, similarities uh, between us. Both of us are very much type A uh, people. Um, we're very adventurous. Um, you know, I am, I'm pretty sure she could see that right away. So yeah, that's pretty much how it happened. It was an interesting matchup. So we're going <laughs> to, we're going to get into some, into some very direct, straightforward questions. Go for it. Um, and I'm sure Danny's <laughs> going to see this and I don't, I don't know her at all. Shout out to Danny. I love her. Yeah. Right. So you guys are still friends. Uh, you can put it that way. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. See, that's another conversation is the whole friend thing to me. <laughs> that, that, that's always interesting. 
so we won't go into it too much in terms of what happened, but what I am, what is interesting is when she, when Danny introduced herself, she was very open about one particular thing. What was she open about? She was very open about the fact that she tends to like assholes. She tends to like, <laughs> she tend, hold on. So, so we're not calling you that, yeah, yeah, we, yeah. which is not necessarily bad boys. She thing. called them bad boys. Right. But yeah. And she, and she admitted that she, a lot of the time likes guys that don't end up liking her. She likes guys that she, maybe she'll sleep with that don't end up going anywhere. Okay. So, which is quite frankly, uh, a lot of women are that way. Yeah. Uh, at least up to, uh, up until a certain age. So we can get we can get a little deeper into that because this sure. is something I talk uh, ask, about. Sure. Ask anything. What I am curious about is throughout the dating the dating experiences that you both had, she seemed to have gotten pretty upset because yeah. you didn't end up committing to that to those dates that you said you were going to yeah do you think that she actually got upset at you or was that more meaning was it something where she got very angry at you or is it something she she seemed to be upset at you for but in actuality said eh, it's not a big deal i like i think she was upset about it um knowing her and you know also some of the conversations we had off camera um she it was something that bothered her uh she didn't like the way i was treating her Mm. and uh she made it known to me. Um, and actually, you know, I, I agree with her. Um, you know, in that type of situation, um, when someone's treating you a certain way, it's best to be direct with them, like, or else you're just gonna let them walk all over you and it's just bad for yourself, uh, bad for your self-esteem. But no, she was definitely upset. Um, and uh, just a full disclaimer, everything that happened on that show, um, none of it was acting. It was complete. Like they were capturing everything in the moment. Um, that so was that was really that bad. was real dating. Okay, so you were saying that everything is natural, that nothing's staged. Everything was natural. Um, nothing was staged. Following real dating, right there. The whole storyline was real. It's pretty cool because I I couldn't. I thought it was. It seemed pretty legitimate, but I couldn't tell if any of it was staged or not. I've gotten some questions from people. You know regarding that and uh that was real like honestly everything they followed our storyline real um one thing that definitely was very different for me with danny uh and this whole dating experience was our first date was a true blind first date um i didn't even like when they first introduced the idea like aliza when she reached out to me she danny and her were already working together they were finding me for danny Mm-hmm. Um, they wanted that, that first date to be completely blind. So all you, I knew, you, you had no idea who she was and she had no idea who you were. You've never no, crossed paths in Miami. No, but, okay. um, we never crossed paths, crossed paths. The only thing Aliza and the producers told me about Danny, uh, was that she was from a South African background. She grew up in LA uh, in California and she was living in Miami maybe for like eight months mm-hmm. and that Miami to her was what she wants to call her forever home. That's all they told. I re- I think of maybe once or twice over those initial conversations. I was like, come on guys, like show me a picture, show me a picture. I'm very picky uh, when it comes to like the girls they take out. Uh, but, but everyone was like, don't worry, she's cute. Everyone was, don't worry. And I actually took their, I took their judgment and I don't know, LA girls are very beautiful. Um, so I kind of trusted in that. 
Well, um, what's the verdict? Do you still think she is? Or you... She's gorgeous. Yeah, okay. she's a very pretty girl. Okay, so you're attracted to her. So it looks yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you actually see it going anywhere now, or have you guys already decided it's never going to happen? Oh, man, that's a loaded question. <laughs> I, I don't rule out anything. Uh, put it that way. I really don't rule out anything. We have a very nice relationship now. Uh, we're, we're not romantically involved right now, but I really don't rule out anything. Uh, we, we have spoken a number of times off camera, uh, since the show, we've also seen each other, um, a few times and, um, I, both of us have a lot of respect for each other. I have a lot of respect for her. Um, well, cause she called you out. Not even that. <laughs> I just think she's a vibe. Danny's right. a vibe. I, I meet a lot of people like on a weekly basis. Uh, through my Sephardic club and I'm very social like anywhere I go New York Miami LA whatever mm -hmm. uh, but Danny is a very respectable person um, one thing that I realized on date one about her is she's a go-getter um, and um, yeah I mean I, I like to surround myself with people like that motivated people careers she's an entrepreneur um, so am I uh, you have to respect that you know, and also she's younger than me. Uh, I think when we were filming, I think she was 27 or 26 at the time. I forget. Uh, she's younger than me and she's totally supporting herself uh, with her business. Mm -hmm. um, that's not very common uh, in what today's she, what world. What does she do? Danny owns and runs an, uh, a marketing company. Um, it's called 1084 Media. Uh, she works with clients pretty much in different big, in multiple cities, Miami, New York, LA. Uh, she started off really in the restaurant space. Um, but I understand she's expanded to other industries. And so she does a number of things, marketing related and social media. Uh, but again, very impressive, uh, background. Um, she has a really, one thing I actually really like about Danny is she has a very loud personality. Uh, after that first date, it, the funny thing about that blind date, um, the mezuzah joke was very funny. The mezuzah, we'll get to <laughs> <laughs> after that first date. Um, you know, it was a completely blind date. I had a great time. She had a great time, but we did have some moments just hanging out outside the restaurant, uh, together. And, um, I said, Danny, I, this is a, this was a real concern of mine after the date. I said, Danny, when this gets edited and gets put up to Netflix, everyone's gonna think I don't talk. I was like, they're, they're gonna think I have a small personality. And Danny's like, don't, she's like, that's not true at all. Hmm. Like, she's like, the conversation was very 50-50. You know why I think they'll think that? Not even because Danny was doing most of the talking. Danny did seem like the commandeering one. She, yeah. She seemed like the dominant, more dominant one. Yeah. Even though I know, I, I didn't think that was the case because I know you. Yeah. What it was, was she was kind of, it seemed that way more so because she was making it seem like you were in the wrong for things. Yeah. And, w and what was more than that was you said, I think I'm too boring for you. So that's, that's a funny why, thing. That's so a that's, really funny comment uh, that comes from me. Um, I think you were just doing that to kind of push her away. It was kind of like a psychology thing where you were like, ah, oh, yeah, I'm not, I'm not fun enough for you anyway. You don't want it. <laughs> well, so, truthfully, yeah. uh, th there is a little bit of truth to that. Um, it's the, it's not me. It's you. There, no, there's, there's a little truth. To I the, mean, it's not you. It's me. Yeah, there's yeah. a little bit of truth to that boring comment. Um, I, I lead a very low key lifestyle. Like people think I'm like out there doing crazy things. I kind of am, 
but I really enjoy really simple things in life. Like, honestly, I'm I like, like that too, bro. I'm like that. As you're, well. I, like, I, for example, when I come to Florida, when people come to Florida, uh, from anywhere, New York, LA, whatever, they're usually staying at the fountain blue. They're going clubbing every night. They're having $200 per person meals every hammered, night. Yeah, That's never been me. It's actually never me. Not mm. even never been. It's never me. Um, and, um, that's not me. The, the, the most fun things that I do in Miami are walking from my parents' house to the beach, which is like 15 minute walk, walking in, in the water with my socks and my shoes. What's up with that, bro? What's with your socks and your shoes? <laughs> Let's not even get into that. Hold on. You still do that? I like the fit. I like the fit. <laughs> it's, it's, it's just how I dress, whatever. So you get your shoes waterlogged, your socks and shoes waterlogged? Yeah. These are these shoes that you're looking at here. These are my beach shoes. Uh, -huh. uh, they also so are, you do not walk barefoot on the beach. Only if I'm really swimming like for a while. Okay. But one of the fun things that I do in Florida, Miami is I literally walk to the beach and sometimes I walk for like miles in the water with my shoes and my socks. I'm playing music in my headphone and I'm walking for like three hours. Sometimes I walk so long. I take an Uber back. <laughs> or I have, or I have a family member pick me up back, but uh, that's like something that I do. I don't enjoy staying out until like three or four a.m. and w waking up at one p.m. the next 100%. day. I don't enjoy that. I've been like this honestly since I was like 26, 25. Um, and uh, actually, one thing that you know some of my closest friends know about me is I never go out on Saturday nights. Actually. It's usually my night in. I'm watching TV, whatever. I have all my fun during the week, you know, Sunday through, I don't even know. It's Sunday through Friday, work week. I have a lot of fun during mm -hmm. the day. Uh, I just like to live my life like that. So when I said I'm boring to Danny, um, that's kind of, I, I, I was kind of being true uh, to myself. I am boring. I'm not going to go out to Biblos or right. whatever you call it. Like, that's not me. You're not a heavy I, party animal. However, you. I will say this. When I date girls... Um, I do like to treat them out anywhere. Like money is not an object when it comes to dating people. Um, and I like to have fun with them. And I look at those things as, you know, dates as a very fun activity. So yeah, uh, anyway. That's good. No, that's yeah. that, dude. Very solid answer. Yeah. I, I, I appreciate the simple things too. I like yeah. to do fun shit, but I, I appreciate the simple things. Yeah. Um, I don't think that would be an issue for her, but, uh, you know, I, I think, uh, when when people are dating before they're in a long committed relationship, there's the honeymoon phase where they want to do as much fun shit as possible. Yeah. Then there are some couples that are just heavy ragers. They like to go to Burning Man every fucking week, and they're yeah. They're, they need it's to be on gonna, psychedelics. Not gonna be me. Me neither. It's not my thing. <laughs> I definitely. I wouldn't say I wouldn't do it, but I'm not gonna be an avid uh, goer. Yeah. Um, but ultimately, when people get married, man, you have a lot of the mundane. On social media, these married couples try to promote a lifestyle where they're on vacation all day. There's maybe 1% of 1% of 1% that are doing that. Most people have their, their work, whether they're entrepreneurs or yeah. employees. Truthfully, you know, I, a, I, I think my, my lifestyle is very interesting. Even as a single person, it's on my own. David Behart, my lifestyle is very interesting. In, in the last month, I was in Miami, New York, and Los Angeles at different points. I have friends in all three locations. I have my own friend groups. In, in all place. three locations. And uh, I do actually like to bounce around uh, the country uh, and even the world. I'm going to go to Israel in July. It's going to be my second time in this last year. I like to travel. 
Uh, and one of the reasons why I travel to all these places is for my Sephardic club. Um, I'm just making connections out there. I'm coming, I'm having business meetings all over. Uh, whoever I end up with, um, it's not going to be boring in the sense that we're not going to be sitting at home mm -hmm. doing simple stuff nonstop. Uh, and also whoever I end up with, one thing that I'm hoping for is that they support me uh, in all these projects. They look at these, these travel, they look at the socializing uh, more as, I don't know, something productive rather than something that's threatening uh, to the relationship. So yeah, my, my lifestyle right now is far from boring and I can't even believe it. We only started this thing two years ago. So let's see what year three brings. Uh, and I hope that I grow old uh, with this organization and the type of projects and the type of business ventures um, only grow over time. Sounds great. Yeah. Sounds great. I, I wish you the best of luck, bro. Thank you. Thank you. So here's another question. We can go in a little more into the Sephardic Club. What did you, what are traits that you loved about Danny that you want in someone else? And what are traits that you didn't like about her that you do not want in someone else? Uh, there's a lot to love, honestly. Um, I like her sense of adventure. Um, one of the funny thing is that jet ski date. Mm, I saw that. That's hilarious. The, the jet ski. Uh, that was a, one of the fun, like, most fun dates I've ever had in my life. Um, that actually took place shortly after that first initial dinner date. And um, we were out there jet skiing for hours. It's funny how they pack a whole day, hours of jet skiing into six minutes right. on camera. But, um, you know... Her and I were going around it for hours, and I, I already go jet skiing like by myself sometimes for fun in right. Miami. I right. love doing that. That's why. That's how the idea came out. Came about. Um, Danny, being the type A person that she is, she's like, I want to drive the jet ski. So we asked the crew if we could, if she could drive the jet ski. This is hours into jet skiing when she drives. When she drove. That girl drove like a lunatic, <laughs> way crazier than me. She drove like such a lunatic that when we were miles outside of the boat with the crew, like miles, um, Danny knocked us both into the water by accident. She, we took a bad turn. Both of us fell in with my socks and my shoes <laughs> in the water. And uh, that's Danny. She's just wild. And like Danny's lifestyle, for, based on what I remember her telling me and everything, like she goes to concerts a lot. Um, she's out there in Miami in the nightlife a lot with her friends or whatever. She doesn't over prioritize it. She's a very, like, I, I have to say, she's a very responsible person. That's another thing uh, that I like about her. Um, I also know that Danny comes from a great family. I could tell from conversations with her. Um, I've even met her dad mm -hmm. over the phone. Um, very quality people. Even when Danny and I were talking, I spoke to her uncle with her. Like very wholesome, down-to-earth family. Mm -hmm. uh, they're also pretty big in the real estate world, uh, Danny's family. Um, you know, So she comes from an like, educated background, just good people. Uh, so I really like that about her too. Um, things that I wasn't crazy about, I think this did show a little bit on camera. Uh, our religious levels were quite different and, um, I'm, I, I can't judge anyone because there's a lot of people out there who would judge me, uh, for my religious level, but I don't think that matched up, uh, between Danny and I, she wasn't as big of a fan or an advocate as Shabbat 
as I am. You keep Shabbat? You're fully... I don't keep Shabbat, but, you know, I grew up very traditionally, Friday night meals every single weekend uh, with my family, typically laying low on Saturdays with my family. Um, you know, I grew up driving on Shabbat. Uh, I'm a Turkish Jew. Most Turkish people are actually quite relaxed mm -hmm. when it comes to religious customs and values, especially amongst the Sephardic Jews. Uh, but I always respected Shabbat. Uh, Danny, uh, you know, she grew up uh, conservatively, but it di it's different. It's a very different vibe. Sephardic people definitely a little bit more intense about the religion. So we didn't quite vibe there. Um, also, um, I, I would say that was probably one of the biggest things. And then, and then just another thing, and this also came out on the show. I'm so used to dating Sephardic girls that Danny truly was a very big difference in many different ways from a traditional Sephardic girl. Uh, I can't really put my finger on it. <laughs> I really can't put my finger on you it. Know what's, you know what's interesting? I, yeah. I say, this, I say this to a lot of people. You have A-type personalities with all kinds of people, Sephardic, yeah. Ashkenazi. Uh, what I do tend to find, though, is even with Sephardic women who, are, who have A-type personalities, there's more of a culture in the home from their parents that they're more willing to, to serve the husband. Yeah. In the Ashkenazi, Definitely. In the Ashkenazi homes, much less so. Yeah. So and this is more of this is a, a, a generality. Yeah. So if you're a guy who has an A-type personality and you want a girl, let's say, who cooks for you. Yeah. Or make sure the house is clean. You'll have Ashkenazi women who do it, but it's more common among the Sephardic. Uh, and that's one of the, well, I do tend to date Sephardic. I'm open to Ashkenazi mm -hmm. with the right person, but I do tend to date Sephardic. That's one of the biggest reasons there. Um, a lot of the Sephardic girls that I dated are amazing cooks. Mm -hmm. um, I know how to cook for myself, uh, but it's something else and it feels special when the girl is cooking. It's a big deal for me. Uh, girl, it's it's who... an amazing thing, it, like Shabbat meals especially. Yeah. And that's how we grew up in my family. My mom's the best cook in the world. And we grew up, my dad never, he doesn't even know how to make a sandwich, honestly. <laughs> and uh, that's a traditional Sephardic household. Yeah. Uh, when I got into that conversation with Danny, this is a real cultural difference. Dan, this is off camera. Danny, I asked Danny, are you a good cook? She goes, I'm a good cook. And she's like, I'll cook for you. But in my house, the men cook the meat. The women do everything else. That was actually a pretty big difference for me. Um, I'm anyone who knows me like as a person, uh, they know that I work nonstop. Even my family, when I was living at home with them, I was working at my desk in my room nonstop to the point where every Friday I literally stop work and then boom, within a few minutes, it's Shabbat meal. It's like, I don't even have time to get ready. So whoever I marry or whoever I date, I really would prefer that they're, they kind of take after my mom with the Shabbat cooking, like, you know, they, they take full charge of that and they allow me to do my thing with uh, working. Um, that's kind of how I see my life playing out. Uh, but yeah, that was one of the bigger differences there. Uh, so yeah, I think the Ashkenazi versus Sephardic thing definitely, I would say two big differences between me and Danny. One, uh, you know, religious level. Um, and then two, Ashkenazi versus Sephardic uh, cultural differences and how that impacts the gender roles in a relationship for sure. And she's very type A. <laughs> she's so, you know, she's definitely one of the most type A girls that I met and oh, it shows on, it shows on camera. She, 
had a really loud personality. Oh, yeah. She was funny. And also, Danny's funny. I, I've been cracking up all week watching this show. I don't know about you. She was making me laugh. I, I had a premiere in New York. She was making everyone laugh in New York. So, yeah. Yeah, she, anyway. does, she, she does seem like a funny girl. Yeah. But definitely very tough personality. And I don't, I don't think she'll be... She's sweet. The girl is very sweet. Right. She's not that tough. She's very, very sweet. Um, you can be sweet and tough, dude. She's a sweetheart. You can be, you can be both. She's a sweetheart. Uh, but anyway, yeah, continue. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, okay, so that, that covers a lot of that. I actually knew a few other... I don't... I know that girl Eliana. don't know her well. And then I knew this guy Shia from New York, the religious guy. Okay. Eliana, um, where, where, where was she from? From, from here? the one from here. From Hallandale? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I never met her. Looks yeah. like a nice girl. Yeah. Yeah. She's cool. So... And then, and then Shia was dating that religious girl. A lot of Florida people on that show, believe it or not. So even the other guy that dated Danny in that show, Sean, who was living at Hawaii oh, at the, the time. Hair? I don't know. Apparently, he's from Jupiter. So Florida had a lot of representation on this that. show. I noticed that. I, which I is great. I didn't know anybody else. I only knew three people. I would say this show did a very good job portraying Miami um, and Florida. Uh, I think viewers around the world... Uh, who are tuning in are going to want to visit Florida, especially after this show. You think they're going to do a part two? I'm sure they're going to do a part two. They're probably well, the show's cousin show, Indian Matchmaking, it's actually the same producers. Mm -hmm. They've already had three seasons on Netflix, and I've only heard good feedback uh, from everyone that I know uh, and also different news sources Mm -hmm. on Jewish matchmaking. Uh, some people have even told me privately that they think it's even better than Indian matchmaking. I think more people are going to want to see it than Indian matchmaking. Really? I thought Indian matchmaking was a hit too, believe I'm it or not. I'm sure it would be, but dude, anything with Jew on it, people typically want to tune into. I think anything with Jew on it, period, is watched by every Jew around the world. That uh, for sure. Yeah. That for sure. Anything with Jew on it. That for sure. Yeah. Yeah, man, it was interesting. Quite frankly, dating shows are not my thing. But as soon as I heard that I knew people, I said, mm. oh, I got to see this. Um, I skimmed, to be honest, I skimmed through most of it. I saw your parts yeah. completely. The people I knew, I watched their parts. I actually didn't really watch Eliana's. I watched Shia's completely, and I watched yours completely. Um, my part was interesting, and I'll tell you why. Um, during all the dates, we did. Te I did testimonials too. You know how when Danny's on camera, like staring straight at the camera, that's a testimonial? Sure. I also recorded quite a few where they were asking me my opinions of Danny and like my opinions on how I'm feeling about the date and everything like mm -hmm. that. None of that made it to Netflix. So real, re really the interesting part about my role on the show is that everything the viewer knows about me is either from what they're seeing me on the date with Danny. Uh, I had three dates in person with Danny right. or it's what Danny's telling the, the viewer or Aliza or her friend about me. I, that was funny. So I think one of the funny things about me is I think it creates a little bit of mystery about me and also a little bit of mystery about the Sephardic Club, which they mentioned like six or seven times on the show. Uh, but I think that if there's a season two, uh, it leaves room for me to grow uh, on camera and grow on the show as a personality. Um, well, I, do you think they're going to have you on for a second season? They might want to fresh batch of new people though i i don't know where the producers are going with it but i will say one thing that they liked me a lot and i like them a lot and they actually showed me quite a bit on the show uh more than other people uh out there uh, mine and danny's storyline was 
in my opinion, one of the most interesting storylines on the show. Mm-hmm. So, and oh, it was, for, oh, you guys, and, you guys, ca- you guys carried the show. And right. it was only, a, it was the only breakup on the show too, which is crazy. Was it though? I'd have to go back. The only no, no, on no, video. That's not what I mean. I mean, you said it was the only breakup. I said, was it though? What do you mean? Was it though? It wasn't really a breakup in my opinion. You guys are still cool. She, I, here's my, my synopsis. <laughs> she made it seem like she was very upset at you, but deep down she's like, I kind of I think she was like, though. She's like, I kind of like him, but I don't fuck. I kind of hate him, but I kind of like him. Danny was, D- Danny was really upset actually. I believe she we, was upset. This is another thing. Maybe I shouldn't be saying this. Say it. Say but it. <laughs> Danny, bold as fuck, Danny wouldn't talk to me for five months after we shot. Well, you asked to kiss her on the show after she pretty much tried to dump you, and you were like, "You were bold. You were like, you took your balls, you put them out on the table, and you were like, hey, so could we?'" Uh, could but we honestly, she, the reason why I asked her is because she was looking really good. I couldn't help myself. <laughs> <laughs> she, I mean, like, watch, go back to that scene, like, look how good she looked. She was a dime, honestly, you perfect. In, you gotta get into sales, bro. You're good. I am in sales. Everything I do, Miami Safari Club is all sales. Right, but I was talking about what you do, the, the accounting. Oh, yeah. yeah. I'm a salesperson. I think everyone tells me I'm a salesperson. Yeah, dude, I get yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. I get it too. Some people, yeah, yeah, yeah. people say I should go into sales. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, am, I, am I sell everything, man, all the way. Everything's for sale. <laughs> everything's for sale. I do. No, so I, I – so that, yeah, that's, that's, your, that's your redeeming – not redeeming quality. I mean, that's how you re- redeem yourself with uh, – she just looks so great. I couldn't help it. I mean, I even – I, I'm pretty sure I've told her that recently. Uh, like every every time I'm watching the show, I'm like drooling over Danny. Like literally, I'm drooling. Like she looks like a star. Like literally, have you seen her? Like her outfits, her style, the way she carries herself. She's really beautiful girl. Like no doubt about it. Very confident. Okay, yeah. invite me to the wedding, bro. <laughs> so, uh, how old are you, by the way? 30, 32. 32. I just turned 32 like maybe two months ago. Gotcha. Okay. A few cool. months ago, actually. Yeah, yeah. Cool, cool. Well, either that or you can just go back to Turkey and br- you'll bring Danny with you. You'll have a few more wives. You know what I mean? <laughs> the true Sephardic way, huh? Right? Dude, if I lived in the medieval times, it might might have been a thing. A castle? Yeah. With a few? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, don't, don't, don't count me on this. <laughs> Guys, I'm just going to stick to one. I don't know if I can deal with the drama. Um, okay, so, with the, so we covered a lot of ground with the show. I don't yeah. want to, you know, obviously we gave people who haven't watched the show a bit of a synopsis, a bit of an idea. If you haven't watched it, make sure to check it out. It's really, it's, it's fun. It's fun to watch, especially their, their section, like their part of the show. It's great. What was your favorite part of like our section? Like what scenes, what scenes stuck out, stuck out to you the most? Honestly, all of it was entertaining. Yeah. It was much more entertaining than the other ones, but I I skipped a lot. You got to watch the whole thing. There's a lot of good stuff on there. Quite frankly, dude, it's these things are not really my thing. Not your thing. Not your thing. Huh? I, I gave uh, the only reason why I watched it was because you had I knew friends. People. That's it. yeah, yeah, yeah. If I didn't know people on it, I probably would have watched a bit of it. But yeah, one that was very odd was the Israeli guy who was extremely picky. Ori, his name is Ori. You know I haven't met about? him personally, but I know people in LA who know him. I want to. I actually want to meet him soon. I feel bad. He's getting a lot of hate from people. I, he he like looks a like nice, a really good guy. It, I just think he's very unrealistic. Yeah. And I think he also, I think it's a lack of self-awareness. And I, I also think that yeah. he seems, he probably is a nice guy, but he, I think he comes off very strong when in reality he doesn't seem as strong as he comes off. Um, I would, I'll very, say one thing. I'll say one thing. I, 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 I can't speak for Ori personally, but there's, there's a problem with our generation right now of, like young Jewish people 
uh, we're not because. dating the correct. I say this to everyone. We're not dating the right way. I think everybody is overly picky. They have all sorts of requirements. This is an issue for everyone. It's, it's not even Jewish people. It's everyone. Everyone. My parents, um, when they met each other, they actually got engaged after two or three weeks. It was very quick. They just, once you know, you know. And do they have the perfect marriage? Sometimes no. But their values are exactly the same. Mm. Their background, they're both Turkish, Cuban, Jews. Exactly the same. They just know. But one thing I'm seeing out there everywhere, it doesn't matter, Miami, New York, or LA, is it's a very stale dating environment because people are playing each other left and right. You go out, you, you, you land a date with someone who's like a very good looking person or a very good person, doesn't even mean anything anymore to go on a date. That's like a handshake at this point. Going on a date is like shaking hands at this point. Um, that's wrong. It's really wrong. A lot of people are passing up on very, very good people. I see it all the time because they have the craziest requirements. So with Ori, it was about finding a blonde girl with blue eyes who speaks Hebrew. Um, it was very physical. And that's actually very representative of a lot of people in L.A. Uh, it's also very representative of men in general. We want looks, but I think there men, needs to be. I, listen, I care about looks. Right. No doubt about it. Uh, men care about looks. When you talk to a girl, um, it's a little different. They're looking more at the guy's heart. Um, they're looking for a motivated person, uh, someone who has a career, um, you know, someone who doesn't just sit on their ass all day. Uh, but men, we start with the looks and even me, like what it's draws me in, reward, yeah. what draws me in at first is the looks. But I will say this, what really gets me with a girl more than looks is a lot, most of the time personality, like how good our conversations are flowing. Mm -hmm. Uh, that's what really gets me more. Um, than anything, but that's a problem. And so I feel bad for Ori. I really do. Uh, I want to meet him soon. He looks like a great guy. He's Sephardic, uh, I from a Moroccan background. Are we talking about the same guy? Yeah, we're talking about the same dude. Okay. 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 Same guy. He's Sephardic. Uh, he's the guy who lives at home with his parents. Correct. So, so that was also this, another, you're mentioning that and yeah. I'm not saying, I'm, I wasn't saying anything to shit on him because I don't know him. My point is, it seems like he has unrealistic expectations. Yeah. And it's also when he mentioned to that girl that he lives with his parents, she gave a face like, you know, you can't, you can have whatever expectations you want. Yeah. But when you're a guy in your late 20s, he's in his late 20s or 30s. I didn't, I, I didn't know what, is, what if age. He, if you're living at home and you're trying to date somebody, that's a big turnoff for most women. It's one thing if you're in your young, your early 20s. Once you're in your later 20s, and, and I understand you did that. I don't want to, I don't want to mend in his business. The only right. reason why I did that, I was actually living by myself for years after college in right. different, in Miami, different cities, New York too. Um, the only reason why I did that was during pandemic, I was working from home nonstop. Mm -hmm. We were working virtually and it was very tough for me to live by myself in a studio in New York and do that. Like cooking for myself, being by myself. I didn't like it. Um, it was a blessing in disguise though. Uh, blessing in disguise because one, uh, when I got home, I discovered my passion, which was getting involved in Judaism and getting involved in the community. I discovered that pretty quickly. Uh, and I also developed really nice memories in Florida and in Miami. I became the person I am today uh, in Miami. So, but in Ori's case, I don't know how old he is. Uh, I think he's a very nice person. I think that the, the show probably the way he came off, I feel sorry. And I hope 
that he could redeem himself publicly and maybe, you know, do some public speaking engagements to really break down the things he said. Uh, but I think he's a good person at heart. I think anyone who knows him probably knows he's a good person. Uh, he just needs probably a little bit of coaching, uh, a little bit of dating coaching. Uh, there was one scene where he was date where the matchmaker finally found him a blue eyed girl and they both hit it off on the first date. Um, you know, I think Ori's probably going to find his match sooner or later. He's very likable person, very lovable person. And you could tell a lot by a person from their family. His family looks beautiful, like really mm. nice mom, really nice stepdad. Uh, that scene where they were doing Shabbat, that looks like some like a Shabbat that I would have loved uh, to nice. be at. So I, I hope to meet him soon. Um, and uh, yeah, shout out to Ori. He's always welcome in the Miami Sephardic Club. Also, he's Moroccan. Like, I want to meet him soon. So, yeah. Cool, cool, cool. Yeah, man, all love for you, man. I just I just got a, an interesting vibe from you on the show, but uh, happy to meet you. And uh, that's the story. I'm just very upfront, very blunt, but, uh, you know, all love, man. Yeah. So, with the Sephardic Club, what are so we're going to wrap this up soon in yeah. a couple of minutes. Yeah, yeah. What are some things that you'd like to do going forward in terms of events that you haven't done? What are some things that you'd like to bring to the table that you haven't yeah so one really huge project i got into three months ago uh and we're about to travel next week for this i'm doing my first trip as part of the miami safari club we're doing a shalaton in panama uh it's going to take place in a week from next fr from this upcoming friday mm -hmm. uh it's been my first trip of any sort we're, we're going to send around 100 people from the united states different cities la miami new york all Sephardic. Young professionals, 23 through 36, we're all going to stay at a five-star resort in Panama and have a very luxurious and fun time uh, in Panama. So that's my first trip ever. Uh, I think this opens up the door to more trips in the future, uh, and I could probably do them with a snap of a finger now that I've built the whole infrastructure. So I think trips, we're going to start getting into trips moving forward. Uh, I do think that in a year from now, uh, very likely we're going to put on our first Passover program ever. Oh, that's cool. And this time it's not just going to be for Miami, like young professionals. This is going to be for MSC, Miami Safari Club members and their families, mom, dad, brothers, sisters. I think we're going to have a fun time with that one. I think maybe Panama might be a good destination for that or Mexico. Interesting. Uh, or Miami. Haven't decided. So I think trips is going to be a really big deal uh, in the future. I live in New York, so I already had my first New York event last week, uh, and um, we have a whole team of people in Miami as well, so Miami is going to be a thing. I actually brought my group out to LA a month ago. I started organizing the community there. I created the Miami Safari Club LA chapter. Mm -hmm. People were actually very excited about that in LA, and the crazy thing is about this show, I'm getting DMs from all over the world. Uh, can't even tell you all the places, Mexico, Argentina, F Paris. These are all Israel. These are all very big Sephardic hubs. And everyone is asking me when I'm going to bring my Sephardic club to these countries. So I think the same thing I did in Miami, I'm about to start doing it globally. Panama is obviously my first international um, trip. Mm. Um, Panama is very special to me. It's very meaningful because my mom grew up there. My grandfather moved from Turkey to Cuba and ultimately to Panama with my mom. And he became 
himself in Panama. He became a successful businessman in Panama. I, I feel like I'm doing my, like, uh, like bringing honor to his name in Panama by bringing my group out there. And actually a lot of Panamanians, I'm on the phone with them on a weekly daily basis. Now that whole community is excited for us. So it's actually quite fascinating. So I think the trips is definitely going to be, um, something that's different that we're going to see over the next year. That's cool. As or, shit, and it's fun. It gives me an opportunity to travel, um, and meet new people. Um, and one of the goals with Miami Safari club, when I first started the organization two years ago, it's really everything that I'm doing two years later, it's all according to plan. I had these ideas two years ago, uh, when I started it, I wrote them down. Uh, but m- one of my goals with the Safari club, and I really mean it is I want to meet every Sephardic Jew in the world. I've read that there's 4.5 million Sephardic Jews uh, out there. Hold on, whose phone is that? It's, that's your, you just put a stop. You want to meet every Sephardic Jew in the world? I want to meet every Sephardic Jew in the world. There are 4.5 to 5 million Sephardic and Mizrahi Jews in the world. And I want to get to know each one of them on a first name basis. That's a wild, wild goal. Wow. It's a wild goal. That was my goal when I started. But every Sephardic Jew, every single Sephardic Jew, I don't care the age. I don't care their gender or their background Mm -hmm. or their location. I want to meet all of them. And everything I've done in the last two years has been in accordance with that goal. And I, I have friends all over the world now. Uh, and the country in each of these major hubs. Uh, and it was with that goal. So that, that's the goal. And the trips are a step in the right direction. So now I'm meeting everyone in Panama uh, through this trip. So when I bring my club out to Paris, which is a huge Sephardic hub, I'm going to meet every Sephardic Jew in Paris. And that's just how it's going to be. Very cool. Yeah. But I, yeah, that's, I think trips is a big thing. Uh, we're also getting into matchmaking. I have a good question for you. I'm assuming, well, this in and of itself is a form of matchmaking. These, it, it, they I, are. Yeah, I don't they think are. you you label it as a singles event, but it, it in a way it is. People right? have met at my events, thank God. Uh, I've also introduced people. Uh, they ask, people know me, David, they, they know David Behar as like someone who has a lot of connections. Mm-hmm. So a lot of the times they go, David, can you introduce me to this girl? Can you introduce me to this guy? Which I've done a number of times. Multiple couples have come out of that. One couple that I matched up together, they're my first engagement. They're engaged right now. They're going to get married in September. The girl is from a Turkish background. The guy is Persian, celebrity mm-hmm. doctor, big time doctor in LA. Um, you know, I introduced both of them to each other. The doctor, I, I was traveling to LA. I was becoming very close to him. And the guy, I won't say his name, but he was starting to tell me, David, uh, if I don't meet a girl within the next month or so, I'm going to wife up this non-Jewish girl. Oh, well. He said he wasn't feeling really great about things back then. He's, he's like, I'm going to wife up this non-Jewish girl. Within a week, I was in Miami a few days later. Within a week, I had this phenomenal girl to introduce to him from a Turkish background. Beautiful, very beautiful girl. She was 23. He's, he's a little older. He's 37. Okay. And uh, I introduced them right away. They both had a trip scheduled to go. They first started doing FaceTimes. They had a trip to go to Israel at the same time. A few weeks later, they hit it off in Israel. Probably fell in love there. Started dating right away. So they met for the first time in Israel. 
in person that's a great, for the first that's time a in great person. place to be for the yeah, first yeah, yeah. Time. and they had a blast from right. what they both told me and then she started traveling to la to visit him he started traveling to miami to visit her and meet her family mm-hmm. and every time i spoke to them each one of them went off over the next few months they were like so happy i clearly found like like they were like the best match for each other and uh the funny thing is they ended up getting engaged a month ago they announced their engagement just four or five days before i flew to la so what what perfect timing it was for me i i I was getting uh, like inside i was getting a little frustrated with the groom with with his you know i won't even say his name but i was getting a little frustrated with him because i was like dude when are you gonna pop the question i knew this was coming for a while finally i was like listen man i'm just gonna travel to la right now he already had plans to get engaged to her he pretty much surprised me with it like after i got engaged Mm -hmm. you know after sorry after he got engaged and uh my very first night of being in la i got together with both of them in his house had the best time together they were so happy this was just days after their engagement and he goes david uh we have something to tell you i go what like what do you want to tell me and he goes we want you to be our best man in the wedding He's a very well-connected guy. He actually works on every a lot of A-list celebrities and even athletes in mm-hmm. L.A. And uh, he asked me to be his best man. I was like, are you sure you want me to do this? He goes, without you, this wouldn't have ever been possible. So wow. that whole uh, experience with both of them, um, it actually inspired me to actually launch my own matchmaking services officially. We're about to build it into our website the Miami Safari Club website. And I intend to be the largest matchmaker in the country uh, pretty soon. Um, you know, I think I have the connections to do that. Uh, and I definitely have the will to do that. So we're, we're, we're also, aside from events, going to focus on that as a group and focus on Sephardic matchmaking Very cool. first. Yeah. Very cool. Yeah. So would it, having all of this, man... And you being single yourself, I imagine there are a lot of uh, a lot of girls that would be interested in you and are yeah. interested in you. Yeah. How do you balance that? Because you talk about all the options that we have in everyday culture. We have the apps. We have all the social media that makes that. I stay away from the apps. Number one, um, not a fan of them. Uh, most of the time, uh, most most of the girls that I, I've ever met through the apps don't really have much in common with me. Um, it's usually a superficial connection, I think, for anyone. The apps, hey, you look good. I look good. Maybe we have a little bit of light chemistry through text. I don't like that. Hmm. So I stay away from the apps. I actually meet a lot of people on a daily basis, even weekly basis. So I get opportunities all the time to date and I have my fun. Um, I am looking for a wife. I'm looking for the right one. But one thing I've noticed, I've grown a lot over the last year and even over the last six months. Actually, I started this two years ago. I actually had two girlfriends since I started MSC. Mm-hmm. Both of them pretty long term. One of them was 10 months uh, when I started MSC and into running Miami Safari Club. The other one was six month uh, relationship. Both of them are great girls. Mm-hmm. But I have to say running the club made it challenging for both of them. Um, they know, you know, both of them, you know, had their own challenges with me dealing with other girls talking to other girls, that's tough. And over the last six months of being in New York uh, full time, um, my name 
and my organization has grown a lot right. over those six months. And even before I got to New York, the whole New York community are, already knew me. Right. Um, I was already well known, but I've only become more well known <laughs> in the last six months. Clearly. That's actually creating challenges for dating. Uh, a lot of girls don't really want the limelight. They're like, they're like, what do you want to do with me? I don't, I don't, they don't want to talk to me. Uh, they don't want to get close per se. Not that they don't want to talk to me. Like, well, you know what it is? I think that women very much like status, not necessarily yeah. fame, Yeah. but they like status. They like to know that you're a somebody that you matter, that people like you, that you're well off financially, yeah. that you, that you're competent. Yeah. The challenge is they don't want, and I, I'm not trying to speak for them here, but I'm very confident this is the case because this is how I would feel the other way around. Yeah. Even though men typically don't care as much about a woman's status. They care more about ours. We don't. Yeah. But I, if anything, I prefer a girl who doesn't have status. And that's me personally. Okay. Um, uh, but when it comes to women, it's like they don't necessarily want to be another one of the girls waiting in line. So if you if you're that guy on the podium and you have thirty women kind of fighting for you, yeah, and then this, there's a girl who likes you. Hold on, let me just yeah. finish the point. If a girl's confident in herself, she might have been taken interest to you, but she goes, you know what? I don't want to be part of that whole group. That's, yeah, that's kind of <laughs> they. The, she'd rather maybe wait on the sidelines yeah. and hope that if you're interested, maybe you'll proactively seek her out yeah. so she doesn't feel like she's just lost in the sea of other people. Does that make sense? Yeah, look, I definitely agree with that. Uh, and that's been the challenge with me. I've met amazing girls, amazing girls in different cities, mm -hmm. Miami, New York, and LA. I've met phenomenal girls and I've been interested in a few of them. Um, but I think uh, it is growing more challenging to meet the right one. I feel like I'm ready to meet my wife when I take a girl out um, I'm very intentional about it and I only take them out if I see that potential um, but the limelight and it, it, the limelight's not for everyone and girls want that low-key lifestyle um, and uh, who knows maybe I need to work on myself a little bit more like before I finally get settled down it could be the case and I've, I've even been in the head zone for probably like two months now where I am just focusing on myself and I'm focusing on my business and I'm focusing internally, uh, you know, on my goals. And I tell myself, whoever Hashem wants for me, uh, he's going to send me and it's going to be natural. Um, I do think though that the right girl that I end up with is going to be very ambitious. Um, I do think probably... It's going to be somewhat of a type A personality. So you th here's the thing, though. You want very ambitious, but you also want someone who cooks. Those yeah. don't always go together. There's a lot of Sephardi. I think there's good Sephardi girls out there like that. Okay. But I do think I need someone ambitious because I'm very ambitious. And anyone who's on my team, I have a large team of 50 people. Mm -hmm. We have board meetings sometimes. After our last board meeting, they're like, David, I like you because you're such a big dreamer. I truly am. I don't really want someone who's limiting. And I trust me, I've come across a few personalities who do doubt me and mm -hmm. who do limit me. I can't do that. So those are some of the qualities I'm looking for, but everything at, at the right time um, and everything's from Hashem, I think. And so um, if God's goal for me right now or God's plan for me right now is for me to grow my business and grow myself and be lonely, um, it's all part of the process. Uh, who knows what age I'll meet the right girl or what time, but... Um, it's really not up to me. That's that's really what I believe. 
Okay, I hear you. I think it's partially. I think it's partially up to the person. Like it is. It is you're for sure. You're leaving but the ultimate. The right ultimate. now, my right now, my biggest priority is growing myself and growing, growing my business. I'm an entrepreneur, and actually, like that was always my biggest goal in life mm-hmm. is to be an entrepreneur. So, um, I definitely want to meet the right girl, uh, but they have to support my goals the same way I have to support their goals, whatever that is. And my make sure that you have nice dry sneakers after the water. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) (laughs) My, my goal right now is growing myself and growing Miami Safari club. And, uh, I want to sustain myself off of everything that I do. Um, I have so much more fun, uh, running my own businesses and stuff like that. I have a lot of fun compared to being an an employee. hundred percent. So it's always better dude. So the right girl is going to support that. And I do think that she's coming very soon. Whoever she is, is going to be coming very soon. God willing, man. I hope so. (laughs) I hope so. And she could be anywhere in the world. Honestly, she could be anywhere in the world. Um, Miami, New York, LA, Paris, Israel. I, I really think there's so many good girls out there. So let's see what happens. From, from your mouth to God's ears, man. <laughs> awesome. All right. Yeah. So we are going to wrap it up. Okay. All I right. Hope you, I hope you enjoyed, dude. I hope yeah, you had it was a good fun. Time. I had a good time. Awesome, man. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. It's nice finally catching up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ladies and gents, if you haven't yet watched the Netflix show, the, the one that everyone's raving about, there are no uh, foreskins in sight on the show. <laughs> um, lots, lots of uh, Jews, which is great. So go to Jewish matchmaking. Search. Well, it'll come up on the on the top most likely, even if you don't search it. Make sure to give it a gander. You'll we'll see David and uh, Danny on the show, and of course, make sure to check uh, Rafi the Realtor on Instagram for any of your real estate needs. And I'd love to help you. You can follow Miami Sparta Club on on Instagram, right? That's yeah, the, uh, we have our own account. Also follow me. A lot of people follow both. David Behar. David D Behar underscore. That's mine. And then M S Club underscore Miami is the Miami. I'm going to leave Club. the links in the description yeah, for yeah, everybody yeah. to see. Hope you guys enjoyed. <laughs> Make sure to leave your comments, subscribe, smash the like button. Until next time, peace.